Hi, I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Wait, you cut like... A lot off. I was going to say like, what, like six inches? Yeah, like a lot of hair off. Nobody noticed. No one has noticed. It's been a week at this point because I I said nice haircut last week. Yeah. I mean, a couple people at the office noticed because they had seen me like the day before, but I fully was home last weekend with my family. No one said a word. that's less crazy. My boyfriend didn't notice. Your boyfriend not noticing is psychotic. That's very like classic. Straight man, I guess. boyfriend vibes. Your family not noticing is not that crazy to me because they don't see you that often. So it's like. Yeah, but I've never had short hair. Like that's the weird part. I've always had the same haircut. Always. Was your hair up while you were home? I mean, I was okay. there all It was weekend. literally the first, I feel like I can't stop noticing it. And it's such a good haircut. Like Thank the layers, you. it's very cute. Thank you. I didn't really seek out a new shorter haircut, but this is what I received. And I like, Was it like, I want to trim and they cut like six inches? I was like, just cut the dead ends off. And, and she's she like, was like, this is all dead. All of your hair is dead, babe. I'm going to shave it. I mean, it does look really healthy. Thanks. Yeah, I like it, honestly. I, like, honestly, doesn't feel like it makes me look that different. So. I'm getting a haircut Friday, and I'm going to take a lot off. What are you going to do? I do, mean, do I you, like, Do you, like, show them a picture of, like, what you want it to look like? <laughs> no, I don't. I normally just tell them the numbers, because I go to a barber, so it's, like, there's, like, the numbers on the clipper, and you can just be like, hey. I want a two on the side or whatever. I just normally do that. Clippers. And I've been seeing my guy for a long time, so he, like, knows. Oh, he knows you. Um, wait, but there is a funny story that I was reminded of recently. <laughs> I remember, like, peak, like, me in high school, like, you remember like when you were in, like maybe, I don't know if this was like a thing for you because like girls got their haircut less often, mm-hmm. but like, I just feel like anytime there was anything about visuals in high school and middle school, like haircuts, back to school, clothes, shopping, I was like, here's my moment to like reinvent everything and like save me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And I remember one time I went to the, like my stepmom was like, ooh, we're, we're going to get like, they, she was taking me to like the fancy salon in town, which like, again, I'm from Rutland, Vermont. It's not like, (laughs) I don't know how fancy it was, but it was called like five elements or something. And it was like, it had like spa vibes. Like there was like a Buddha with like a fountain in the lobby. Like it smelled like minty. It was an Aveda salon. It was an Aveda salon. So we had the Aveda products. The like rosemary moment. There's like, yeah, yeah. There's like the scents. And, um, I remember being like, I'm going to have this, there's hair, this haircut is going to literally change my life. And I also think (laughs) at this point I was like, I don't think I was out of the closet, but I fully knew I was gay and had accepted it. And I was very... So sexual. were you in high school? I was... Or middle school? Well, I came out junior year. So this was probably middle school or early high school. Okay. I don't actually remember... I guess it was probably like seventh or eighth grade when I was like, I'm gay to myself. Yeah. I don't remember that as... I mean, coming out is very easy to remember because it's like, when did you say it? Oh, <laughs> loud, But I yeah. guess like... No, but I, I came out to friends in like freshman year of high school. So it must have been middle I school think. vibes. It was middle school vibes for sure. But actually, no, it wasn't. And I know this because of the story I'm about to tell. It was actually probably the, it was probably 10th grade. So I was like 15. Okay. So I knew I was gay. Yeah, this all lines up. Because, (laughs) because I, I was like, I'm going to like revolutionize. I was like, I just always was like constantly searching for like, what's the one thing I'm doing wrong? That's like not making me like a hot, cool person. Mm -hmm. And I always thought it was like, I very much was searching for the sort of like Anne Hathaway, um, like princess, um, princess diary. diary, sort of like just straighten your hair and take your glasses off, like simple solution to like fix everything. Totally. Um, so I, at one point was like, it's my haircut. Like my haircut's the issue. Like it's time to fix it. 
And I was deeply sexually attracted to Paul Rudd at the time, which is like a classic. I still am. I mean, he's gorgeous, but like, it's like, I feel like, I feel like Paul Rudd is a, I would say he's, he's probably like, if you were to pull like American population of like art, like people your age to my age, I would say, and be like, early celebrities that started making you feel some sort of something. Mm-hmm. I bet you Paul Rudd consistently scored, like is probably would come up higher than most average celebrities. But he's so much older than us. But like, he's but not he threatening. Age. He's a nice guy. True. He's like- Clueless moment. Well, I also feel like it's like the guys that are older. I feel like you have crushes on the people your age, but like the first the time you're brother. like horny for someone, it's an older person. Yeah. That's actually fucking, do you know what I mean? Sure. You know what I mean? You have like a crush on like Zac Efron in High School Musical, but then you see like, an adult, a hot adult, and like that's like a man. Do you know what I mean? I'm talking about like when you go from like crushes to being like horny for people. Yeah. I bet you Paul Rudd is a big part of that transition for a lot of people. Just a theory. I like that theory. I could get behind that. Just because he's like a nice guy. He's not like, it's not like aggressive vibes, but he's like very handsome and like funny. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Anyway, so I brought, <laughs> I remember being like, I, I brought a picture of Paul Rudd to the hair salon. In case your hairdresser didn't know what Paul Rudd looked like. <laughs> no, but it was like in, I think it was, the reason I think it was the 10th grade is because it was a photo, it was a still from him in Knocked Up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, which I think came out when I was in the ninth grade. So it was one of those two. And I <laughs> I remember like giving it to her, like humiliating. It's like, can you make me look like this like gorgeous at this point, like 38-year-old movie star? I'm like a chubby 15-year-old. Perfect. <laughs> I'm, like, she's like, you? I'll do what I can. She's like, I'll do what I can. And it's like, and I remember like she did it and I'm like looking in the mirror and I'm like, just like, it's like humiliating because like as she's doing it, I'm like realizing like, oh, like I just like ultimately don't look like Paul Rudd for like a litany of reasons. <laughs> and I'm like, kind of, and she's like, are you happy with it? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, definitely just reconciling with the fact that like, I don't think I'm attractive at that point in time in my life. Yeah. And it's like, well, we all go through this. It's yeah, not totally. like, I'm fine now. But it's like, I still have like baby fat. And I remember like being like, well, like, I remember like looking at the phone and be like, do you see how like his hair goes like back here and then comes forward? Like I really like that. And she was like, honey, his hairline's receding. Like I can't do that to you. Like, like part of it is just that he's like in his late 30s. Can, can you make me look like my hairline is receding? I truly was like, I always want to be like a sexy 38 year old. Like, Yeah, who doesn't? Well, I do think in general, like I think I feel for, I think I am someone who's like a later bloomer in terms of like, like I just don't, whatever. So it's like, I Same. think that was, I think I was just like acutely aware of the fact like at 15, like I'm not going to be hot until I'm like 28. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just a tough ride when you know that. But I think it's true of a lot of people. That being said, uh, I was about to say something really mean. What? I don't, I went to too small of a high school to say what I'm just going to say. Okay. But it's like, <laughs> what I'll say is just that they don't listen. It's just like, oftentimes the people who are like super fucking hot when you were in the eighth grade, like they don't age well. Mm-hmm. That's facts. And like, I don't, I guess it's not like a revolutionary thing to say, but it's like. No, like, like the people that were like, the especially the guys that were like the athlete boys in high school, like that weren't good enough to play in college are now like, like frat boys with beer bellies. I know. It's also so crazy. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like it's so crazy. Like looking now at photos or videos of people like celebrities and stuff that I thought were hot when I was like in middle school or high school mm-hmm. and just how, especially cause it was like the early two thousands. Like I'm like, all these people are so small. Like short. so skinny and short. Oh. And like like even like a guy who I think was like super buff, it's like, oh no, he's 95 pounds and like he just you can see his pecs because there's like zero percent body fat on him. Right. But I was like, he's so jacked. He has he's a so skinny pack. Because they didn't let it was like also pre-Marvel era. So even like the hot rip guys, they were skinny. 
it was skinny before. Like, yeah, it was like Hugh Jackman kind of changed like that where now everyone's like a giant muscle guy. You know what I mean? Like we were talking last week about like Jonathan Majors. Oh like, my God. I haven't stopped thinking about that. I mean, he's so hot, <laughs> but, like, but like that wasn't the thing 15 years ago. Yeah. That's not what they were doing. Although like, I mean, not that he, I don't know. My, fir- my like awakening was definitely Taylor Lautner in Twilight. He, and he got was thick. Ripped. He got thick. And my brother, like, I was so obsessed with him, but also, like, very embarrassed about the fact that I was obsessed with him because I was a middle school girl and everything was embarrassing. And my older brother, to embarrass me, bought me a, like, life-size poster of Taylor Lautner. I mean, that's funny. It was funny. And he hung it up in my room, and I was like, fuck you, I'm going to leave it up now. <laughs> I was like, I like, oh, my God, I hate it. I hate it. it. I'm going to look at it every day. <laughs> He was, that was crazy though, because it was like, that really created like the bed, what did I, Bedward? I meant to say Edward. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bella and Edward. That's why I said Bedward. <laughs> like the Edward versus J- Jacob like thing was like the horny girls versus the romantic girls. Do you know what I mean? It's like, do you want to get wooed by the vampire or do you want to get like fucked by this jacked <laughs> werewolf? <laughs> Like, it's just like, that's like the truth. Because I remember always wondering, like, why is anyone Team Edward? Like, I'm so Jacob. <laughs> I didn't get it. But now that actually really distilled it down. Yeah, I, I think get that's it. sort of the vibe. <laughs> Those books are, I mean, like, I don't think we need to add, there's not much to, like add to the Twilight discourse at this point, but I do just think it's like, <laughs> It is one of those things that, like, if you, when you describe, like, in, like, 30 years, like, if I'm, like, talking to, like, my grandkids or, like, my my sister's grandkids, because, like, I don't think I'm having kids, but, like, my, like, be, like, trying, being, like, yeah, so it's these books that were, like, everyone's obsessed with, like, what happens, and it's, like, well, when they finally have sex, um... She it, almost dies. She almost dies. And to prevent himself from um, eating her while they have sex, he eats the headboard. So, like, while he's fucking her, he's chewing on the headboard. And, like, everyone loved this. And they Did you like, read the books? I did. I didn't read the books. Every single book. I literally book. just watched the movie so I could see Taylor Lautner. <laughs> I remember reading, because I was big into vampire shit. I always loved vampires. Like, I, I there was, like, I... I read this vampire book called Thirsty when I was in middle school that I like loved that like never got made into a movie or anything, but I like really loved this book. And then okay. like I was just always into vampire shit. Like I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I loved mm-hmm. True Blood. True Blood was a little bit later, but like I always fucked with like vampire shows. And so when this huge vampire thing happened, I was like, well, I do want to read it. But every, I remember it happened unintentionally with every single one of the books was I would read like half of it. And then just like for like stop because I got bored. And then like six months later, be like, Oh, I should like finish that book and like pick it up and finish it. Like I never like was obsessed, obsessed, but I would like. Well, they're also like long books. They're so long and like not, if I remember correctly, like not much happens. Like I can't imagine that much happens yeah. because in the movies, I feel like it's just the same stuff that keeps happening. Yeah. I remember my sister, my sister and my sister's best friend and I went to go see the second one at a, at a new moon, new moon. <laughs> we went to go see new moon. And we were like laughing at it because like it was silly. Like they're so melodramatic. And I remember at one point, like I don't remember what something in the movie happened, and I started like hysterically laughing. And a woman, the woman sitting in front of me, who I'm not joking, was like minimum forty five, but like I think in her fifties, turned around. She had tears streaming down Stop. her face. And she's like, "This is beautiful." And I was like, oh, no. Oh, my like, she was God. Upset. I, was like, I felt like, I mean, in retrospect, I feel kind of bad because I was like ruining her experience. But it's also like, my sweetie, like you need to like. I think she probably had a really sad Tumblr page is yeah. my guess. I remember another time, I feel like I maybe told this story on the pod, but 
one time I was the Mexican restaurant I worked at in college. Mm-hmm. I was working a lunch. I like remembered this so vividly. I was working a lunch and this these two women came in again in their f- late 40s to like mid 50s. And um, we, <laughs> they came in and they sat at one of the high tops. So like when I'm standing, the table is like kind of close. When I'm standing at the table, taking the order, the table is like at my chest level. You know what okay. I mean? And I like go and I'm like greeting them and I'm putting the water glasses down and like giving them the menus. And I'm like, hey, like, welcome. What are we, what are we here for? Are we doing lunch today? Like, what's up? And they're like, oh yeah. And I remember they start ordering margaritas and as they're ordering margaritas, the woman puts her Vera Bradley wristlet. Do you remember these? Like, you just like shuddered. <laughs> that really brought me back I to mean, a dark time. It's a really intense. The Vera Bradley of it all was. A, I mean, we're talking about Twilight and Vera Bradley, like two things that took over the world. Yeah. But she put her. I will never forget this. She put her Vera Bradley wristlet on the table. You have told me. I've this. told you. This. I mean, so if it's if people are if this is a review for the pod or if we're told Kitty off pod, whatever. But like, I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> they put she put it on the table and. In the window where you slide in your ID, she had put in a photo that she had printed off online of Edward and Bella, like, about to kiss. Like, that was in her wallet. And I remember, like, I just stared at it and, like, couldn't speak, couldn't hear. And, like, I did, but then realized, like, it was just so bad. Where do you think the crossover is between um, Twilight adults and Disney adults? Do you think there is like any center I think that of that Venn diagram? diagram? I think that Venn diagram is like borderline a circle. A circle, yeah. Because I think it's like, yeah, I think so. I yeah, think so. I feel like that makes sense. It's like, why do you want to watch that alone without? And a then tween I think, and then you? it's, and then it's, um, and then it's Fifty Shades of Grey. Like I think it's all oh like baby God. steps towards sexuality. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my God. I can't believe those movies. I've never seen any of the Fifty Shades of Grey movies or read the books. That's like, I've like read what happens in them just because I was like curious, but uh-huh. like I've never consumed. Because what was crazy is I think Fifty Shades of Grey, no, that's not true. I was in college when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, but when one of them came out, I think I was living in New York. Mm-hmm. And I remember like people would be like reading it full on the subway. And I was like, it's kind of crazy that you guys are reading like what everyone knows is porn yeah. on the subway. I didn't, I don't think I watched the first movie, but the second movie came out when I was in college and my friend and I decided we were going to go and we bought like one of the big, um, blue raspberry ices. Ooh, I actually and, would crush one of those and, right now. Yeah, me too. And we brought like little nips of vodka and we just like spiked the icy. And by, pro the, end, move, pro by move. the end of the movie, we were cracking I up. mean, absolutely. It was so funny. Like if you go with the right person to that kind of movie, it's fantastic. I mean, like me and all my friends, January 1st, 2020, when we booked an entire row of an AMC to go see Cats. <laughs> Very much that vibe. I didn't watch that yet, but I. Oh, like, you want to? You I, take I, a gummy I, and invite a friend over and watch Cats, and you have a great fucking. Really, night. I was oh, worried that I would, it would give me nightmares the rest of my life. Um, I don't. Think I don't. It's I don't want to see James Corden like that. <laughs> I just don't. That's actually really respectable. He's kind of spooky. <laughs> He's spooky. Um, I went to the high high room last week. It was really really good. Oh, you liked it? Yeah, it was cute. It was fun. It was like a very quiet, chill night. Like they weren't super busy, but the food, I got the burger. It was great. The cocktail was great. Did they have celery soda there? They didn't. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, They should rethink that. Overall, it was cute. I think that's the only like big restaurant thing I did last week though. I'm trying to, I think, I think that's it. Yeah. Anything for you? Um, Well, I was home over the weekend. Um, So just mostly my mom cooked homemade pho and it was the best thing ever. 
Um, I love that. Okay, well, our guest is here, so we're going to start recording the episode. So I'm going to end this intro, and you guys can enjoy this episode coming up. It is absolutely fantastic. I found this this comedian on TikTok. I think she's so funny. She has been making me laugh so fucking hard, and I needed her on the podcast. Please enjoy me going out with Mecca Evans. How are you? I love Luann. Sorry. Yes, I'm great. How are (laughs) y'all? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. No, I'm really excited. Like, this is so cool. I've never been on a podcast before, so you guys are my first. Oh, my God. Uh, Wait, that's amazing. I asked you because truly you are currently my number one. Like, I never scroll past every video that comes up. I know it's going to make me laugh. Like, it it just, you bring me a lot of joy. And so I was very excited to have you on. Thank you. Now, I love your videos, too. I was showing my homegirl whose house I'm at right now. Um, I was like, do you follow Jake? Do you know Jake? He asked me to be on his podcast. Like, I was kind of geeked out. So, oh, thank you. that's so nice. Um, yeah, so you live in Houston? I do. Okay, amazing. Is that where, is that where you grew up? No, I grew up in California. I'm from Sacramento. Oh, so, nice. How long have you been in Houston? Um, I've been in Houston for almost, honestly, two years on February 1st. Nice. What brought you over there? Um, I was trying to escape a relationship that I had got out of that ended terribly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was finishing like school in Baltimore. Um, and so once I, and then COVID hit and it was just like so many bad things at one time. And I was like, I need a fresh start. And Houston was the fresh start. I came out. So this is going to sound bad. We came out here to party and everything was still really regular because Texas and it's kind of ass backwards. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this is lit. I like day three into the trip. I was like, I want to live out here. And like 60 days later I was. Whoa. Wait, that's so fun. You know, Aries, I'm very impulsive. Aries, what's your moon and your rising? Okay. So my moon is Sagittarius and my rising is Capricorn, but the Capricorn is the reason I can hold down a job. We're both Capricorn because- risings. That, so you get me. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but you have a lot of fire. I'm not super fiery. That's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can get weird. Okay, so wait, this is perfect because obviously this is a podcast about going out and it sounds like going out and partying is what brought you to the city that you're living in now. Yes, sorry. I just had to take my rubber band out of my teeth because it was <laughs> causing me to have a lisp. I had braces for five years, so I'm very serious about my rubber bands and my retainer and stuff. So on downtime, the I always have look, everything in. The teeth Thank look you. good. Thank you. <laughs> but I was listening to myself. I was like, oh, my God, I sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, okay. So partying is, like, essentially what brought you to the city that you're living in now. Like, literally, actually, yeah. What was it about the scene in Houston that you were like, I want to live here? Um, so Houston, it's like, whatever your niche is, you can, you can find it. Like if you're like me, I, I'd be deep at, at the black spots or Afro beats or Caribbean, but you can find a mixed crowd. You can find like, I don't know. I went to a Latin spot. I went to a Mediterranean Arab spots are really big out here. And that's like its own own separate thing that I just recently got into. Is that like hookah bars? Is that like that? The yeah, bars? but yeah, like yeah. specific hookah bars. Like they're also only serving Mediterranean food. It's only like Middle Eastern people in there, North Africans in there. And it's like very smoky. It's kind of sexy, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it. You know, a lot of, a lot of men with a lot of hair 
That's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's part of what I love about New York. So wait, you were in Baltimore and Sacramento and did you feel like those places had more of like a, a homogenous, like going out style? Yeah. So it's, it's a lot smaller. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. That was another reason why I was like, oh, I have to cut because um, I kept seeing like my ex out or like his friends Oof. because Baltimore is like small. There's yeah. Belt Point is like basically the main place that everyone goes, which is right there on the water. And it's really, really beautiful, but it's also like absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, if you it's... Know? The beauty of anything fades when it's small. I mean, like, I guess, like, community is beautiful, but also if you're, like, seeing the same people and there's no spontaneity, that that kind of gets old. Yeah, it does. And then, so what ends up happening, a lot of people from Baltimore go to D.C. to party. So, like, we would go on, no like, shit. D.C. brunch is, is like, the thing. Um, so on the weekends, heavy in D.C., after, after uh, my breakup, I started dating all around D.C. That was a fun time. Um, <laughs> men with money are weird. Yes. Uh, Let's we can discuss that. Uh, wait, I'm curious. What was your okay? What was your strategy? Are we getting? Were you like, let me say, change my Tinder location to DC? Like, how did we? Yeah. Do, no, I yeah. changed. So this is so funny. Do you know how Hinge kind of came out during the pandemic, and um, you still had to pay for certain things that you don't have to pay for now. Um, and I was like, it's $20 a month. I've spent $20 on stupider things. Yeah. So I, I bought it and I had unlimited whatever swipes and I could change everything. So I just changed it to DC. And since I had friends who were living out there and I was going to go out there on the weekends anyway, that's how I was like getting my beat. I just got back on hinge for the first time in, well, I actually was never really on hinge because, so I was just in a relationship for six years and oh, I'm, I'm fine. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine was too. So I know when you're coming out of something for a long time, it's like shaky. No, but I think the thing with breakups is I don't think people like, I think that like people, it's, it's one of the most frustrating things about the breakup has been because we were together for so long. When I tell people like, oh, like my ex and I broke up, people react. Like I said, like, someone in my family just had like a, a massive heart attack. They're like, Oh my God. And I'm like, I yeah. know it's like a huge life change. Like we were together for a really long time, but like we have had a very amicable breakup. Like we are still friends. We are okay. Like it's been mm-hmm. hard, but it hasn't been like this earth shattering, devastating, like I'm fucked up from it thing. And uh-huh. I feel like there are people like I've had, like I've had more traumatizing breakups from something that was like six months long. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't. Those know that, are like, really traumatizing. The situationship breakups. The situationship breakups. That's that's literally what I'm saying. Is it's like it's like the the correlation, the like length of the relationship is not actually correlated that heavily to like the trauma level of the breakup itself. Like it's correlated for sure to the life change of it. Like I had to fucking move. Like that all. Like all that stuff is different when you're like in a long, long term relationship. But like we know how to communicate and treat each other well. And like, we did that through the breakup. So we're fine. Do you know what I mean? But like, I yeah. feel like there's been situationships where I'm like, fuck, you know? Yeah. Like this is terrible. I hate yeah, this. Exactly. No, but why was it? Oh, so I got back on hinge for the first time, like last week. Cause I was like bored. And cause back when I was like dating, when I was like hinge was not pop, like hinge was a thing. Like when I was single the first time, but like it used to be, I've talked about this in the podcast before because I think it's the most insane thing. The original version of Hinge was the premise of it was that it was, it's the worst idea in the world. I literally downloaded it for like a week and then was like, get this off my phone. The original version of Hinge was the idea was that it was 
it would only it was like Tinder, but it would only show you people that you had Facebook mutuals with, and then it would show you <gasps> who the, it would show you who the mutual was. So it would show you it'd be like this is Todd, he's friends with Mecca, and I'd be like, That's no, like messy. don't want I love this. It. Like you love that? <laughs> I kind of love that. <laughs> no, it's messy as fuck because then it's like it's I like, know. Yeah, no, I was not into it. I was not into it. No, I feel that. Um, but you know what? That's kind of how. Okay, this I'm, but I'm messy. So that's kind of how I date anyway. Like, Wait, I what's troll, dating I, messy look like? Like dating messy is like I would have lived on something like that because <laughs> I, <laughs> I like troll. Like I go through my homegirls' followers and then their friends' followers and like okay, who do you guys follow so that, like, I know I'm dating someone who was, like, I don't know, close by? Also, you know, I guess with with internet and, like, I've been on dating apps since I could fucking date. So yeah. you, we, we learn so much about being safe and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, kind of, it came from making sure the person is real and, like, someone I know or someone I know who I know knows you. Do you get what I'm saying? It's kind of, like, not like a random person. And so that's where me kind of trolling the way that I like look for trolling for cock or like whatever, like that's where it came from. It's like, okay, well I can ask someone about you. That's so interesting. That makes sense. And then also as a lady, you know, as a woman, you got, you know, you got to be hyper vigilant at all times about certain things dating online. 100%. 100%. I think that like, yeah, no, it's so funny. Like the experience is completely different when you are a man, even a gay man, like this experience just like, the level yeah. of like the way that my personal safety is not like the first thing I think about is like it, crazy. It's, like you have to, and you know what's crazy? My dad was living with me when I had moved here to Houston, and he recently moved back to California. And so now it's like you know I got the crib, and that's been really exciting. We're trying to I'm, well, I'm trying to furnish it. We, as in the men on my roster, but we are furnishing the house. Right now. <laughs> We're furnishing it. It's looking good. We're getting the plants and the colors in there. But like oh, fuck, also, I my plants. sorry, that reminded me that I have a lot of my plants. In like two <laughs> terrible, weeks. terrible. Fuck. But like thinking about who I'm inviting over to my house because now it's just me in there, and like you know, yeah, it's been it's been kind of hectic. Like I, I I do have me a little appointment. If you follow me on TikTok, I'm celibate, but I'm about to break my celibacy. So congratulations! Thank you. Very excited about it. That's very exciting. Um, do you want to hear about it? Am I allowed to talk about it on this podcast? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So funny story. He's from the UK. So he has like an accent. So I'd be talking about him on TikTok. I nicknamed him Roman because okay. like Roman, stop it, Roman. But that's how Shut I sound up. when I'm trying to <laughs> That's how I sound when I'm trying to like imitate him. Um Roland Zelensky. He, had, he had previously matched with my cousin who I moved out here with on hinge you are fucking messy similar. you are <laughs> <laughs> no you're gonna you're gonna it's not over yet so we look very similar he matched with her at one point back in september he had, was messaging both of us on instagram and we were together and we we're just kind of laughing about it like look at this guy he's like messaging both of us right fast forward he comes back and he asked me out and i was like hey girl i'm just gonna go on a date like i'm hungry or whatever and she was like yeah i don't care i never i never followed up with him so I go on the date. We're at this really cool place called Boss Cat out here in Houston. They do like live music. It was a really good date, actually. I'm like four lemon drops in. And I'm like, you know, you, you know, you match with my cousin, you know, like, and she looks exactly like me. And he's like mortified. And he's like, what are you talking about? Pull it up on Instagram. And lo and behold, 
he pulls up the messages and he immediately like, I will never talk to her again. So that was like the week before Christmas, her and I spent Christmas together and it's just us. We've made all this food and she's, she's even messier than I am. Cause this was her idea. She was like, invite, invite that guy over. No. We'll play games. We'll drink, invite him over. So I text him and he's like the same cousin that I matched with. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. She goes on her Instagram and is basically like your pussy. <laughs> she's like your pussy so she she messaged him and calls him a pussy on instagram i'm basically dying. and now he's like oh now i feel like i have to go long to the short he shows up it's christmas night we're Whose at this, house is this? this is her house that's why he was so hesitant to come and he's like are you like are there is there like parents there like aunts and uncles or is it oh, just no. you no, it's just us. Like, like, like we literally moved out here at, as 25-year-olds. Like, let's just run amok. Let's just be insane. And okay, that's what amazing. we've been successfully doing. So he comes over. We play all the obligatory out-of-pocket games, Taboo. One of the questions, like, is you literally... You Taboo. This is so funny. Like, you... It's the three of us. And we're shit-faced. He pulls up with this wonderful bottle of wine. It was really good. And it, like, was 15%. It was a 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, one of the questions he gets asked is, like, who would you kiss in this room? And she goes, yeah, who would you kiss? Because we, we know you think we're both pretty. Like, just trolling him the entire night. But at one point, she ends up FaceTiming a guy she's talking to because she texts me. She's like, he's like eating you with his eyes. He's like Stop. eating you with his eyes right now. Like, and I'm, I'm I, when I'm drunk, I just don't be paying attention to shit like that. I'm very, I feel like I'm more wholesome when I'm drunk because I'm like, oh, I'm here on vibes. Like, let's have a good time. Like, <laughs> So I finally walk him out to the car. We make out, obviously. Yeah. It gets taken there. He pulls his he pulls his dick out. And I'm like, now that's some shit I could get into. <laughs> but not tonight. <laughs> but not tonight. But we're gonna we're gonna circle back around. So this is the circle back around. And that was how you spent Christmas this year? This is literally how I spent Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? God Some bless. Other shit, I can't make this up. Like. No, I respect it. I respect it. You're Thank running amok. You. I think this is beautiful. Yeah. You know, I finally, I think that once your frontal lobe develops and you realize I can do all the shit I was doing before and just have add some common sense and some money into that. That's actually exactly what it is. That's actually exactly what it is. I said this. I'm I'm worse than when I was like 1920 and I was pretty bad then. So yeah. Wait. So when did you start going out and partying? Um, probably when I was like 21, I was really like, I was really fortunate. I had an apartment, I had my own apartment in college that my parents paid for. And so my house was the party spot. (laughs) So I, we did a lot of like friends coming over. Like I did a lot of house parties at my crib, but then the more so going out has really been since I've been in Houston. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you said you really like going to the black spots in Houston. Yeah. You know, I like black men. And you gotta go. You you gotta go where they at. <laughs> you gotta follow the trail. So for you is going out. I talked about this in, with another one of my friends on the show. Like for you is going out like about getting a hookup. Is that like the main goal, or are you sometimes just out for like a good time? Like what's you know what? Like I said, the older the frontal lobe development, it's become less about the hookup and more about just enjoying my friends. Absolutely. Like probably in the last eight months like I will say all of last year but there was definitely a turning point last year where I was like okay 
I just want to like enjoy my homegirls. I even recently was on the phone with like someone I went to college with and they were like, you know, when we watch your content on TikTok, you talk about boys, but you talk a lot about like what you be doing with your friends and stuff. Like it's clear that that's important to you. Yeah. And I was like, so true. yeah, you know, you, you get to an age where you just kind of feel like I've had like the big, you know, the big long-term relationship that I thought was going to end in marriage and kids and it didn't. And then I've had like the little situation dating ships. That's like, Oh, that didn't work out. That sucks. And so like, now I'm kind of at the point where like, whatever comes to me, it comes to me. Yeah, I'm really not totally. pressed, but you know, the people who are consistent in my life, you know, I want to enjoy them as much as I can. It's, it's less like I've, I've gone through those phases too. And it's like the truth, like, I think like, I think the secret recipe is that I think you can't be going out like dying for hookup or being like that needs to happen because I think having that level of pressure on the night dampens it. But I do think there has to be the chance. There, Oh, there always is the chance. Well, okay. Yes. I think for me, cause like I, for me, I'm really thinking about like a gay bar versus a straight bar or like a space mm-hmm. where there's gonna be other queer people. Like, the second I'm in, like, a completely heterosexual space, like, the fact that I'm, like, there's no chance of, like, and, like, maybe that's not true because, like, obviously it's not like I know every single person's sexuality the second I walk in. But, like, I went to a bar this weekend for my friend's birthday. When I walked in, I was, like, I am the only gay man in this bar. Like, I know, like, I can smell it. (laughs) Oh, and, like, Texas is the type of place where you will go to Montrose. That's where all the queer gay, I went to a a drag show last night and it was, like, really good. I had Hamburger Mary's. It was 10 out of 10. Just shout them out right quick. Loved it. Um, I always have been down. I get what you're saying. Cause I have like a really good friend. She's, um, gay. And like when we were really young and I'm talking like 21, this is back when I was in Cali, we had, we had a system. We had to, um, alternate. Yeah. Nights. Wow. Alternate weekends, I should say. So one, one weekend we go to straight places. One weekend we go to gay bars, but this is why I always, I joke on TikTok and I say, I'm, I'm the girl that your real lesbian friends warn you about. Because, yeah, like, we can kiss. Like, I'll flirt with you. I can't eat your cat, girl. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and and your real lesbian friends will tell you to stay away from me because I'd be in a stud's face. <laughs> That's so funny. I will literally be in your face like, yeah, let's go. Like, whatever. I remember I gave one girl my number, and she got so mad at me because, like, <laughs> and mind you, I went on a date with her. I was like, why is she mad, with, mad at me? She's like, you know, moving fast. Like, I feel like you're not giving me enough attention. And I was like, this is too much. That's <laughs> so funny. But she was cute. She looked like, I don't know, Kyle Kuzma with, like, hair. Okay. I mean, it was a vibe. Yeah, absolutely. I always like the, you feel me, like, little fizz-looking ones. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What's your type of guy? Um, Right now, I'm deep in, like, my, I don't know, man. I'm deep in my tall chocolate man era. Um, my ex is biracial, so he was pretty tall, and he was, like, light-skinned. I like Mexicans. So I I definitely went through that phase when I moved out to Houston. That was fun. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Everyone knows I'd be lying and saying I'm Dominican. So I talk to Spanish (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Wait, are you one of those people? Wait, I'm, are you someone who lies for fun? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You have that vibe. Do I, I, I'm so happy because I do. And it's like, whenever I'm caught in the lie, it's, it's always like, do I want to stick to it and make them think they're insane or just own it? Like, and it just depends on what the mood is. Wow. You've lived a messy life and I really respect it. Uh, My nickname from college is actually Messy Max. That's so. My my Finsta era was crazy. Wait, talk. I mean, I want to hear all about it. 
I mean, you know how like colleges, um, my freshman year, Yik Yak was a thing for it was really Yo, big. Yik Yak was toxic as fuck. Yik Yak was Wait, insane. Let's walk through Yik Yak for the listener because I don't know that they all know because it was such a specific moment in time, but that shit and, was not acceptable uh, behavior. It was no, no, no. Yik Yak was terrible. Yik Yak, Yik Yak is was not okay. It was unacceptable, but basically it was an app. It, um, it was a website, you, right? It was a website, but you had it on your phone. It was an app. Oh, um, yeah. And you, it was each college or school had their own. Everyone could tune in. And it was like live tweeting. And the whole thing, especially so I went to a historically black college. Um, and the thing about HBCUs is um, dressing. That's like the big thing. Like you don't like how kind of at PWI. Like fashion? The boat. Yeah. So like how at PWIs people be in sweats and everything, not acceptable. What's, PWI is that predominantly white institution? White institution, yeah. Okay, yeah. And so then, like historically cool. black colleges will be like Howard Spellman. I went to Hampton. Yeah, I've heard I knew um, that. I'd never heard the term PWI before, but I've yeah. heard about So the whole like sweat, like when I went to Towson and people were like going to class in sweats, I was like, yo, what the fuck? Cause you put on like full outfits. And so the reason it was so terrible specifically at Hampton is because People would tune in for the calf. Like, you walk into the calf. Oh, I remember this girl. Wait, and also, and, you know, Yik Yak was... Wait, question. Wait, yeah. I have two questions. One, Yik Yak was anonymous too, right? It was anonymous, but it didn't have to be. So you could put your name. Right, but you but could But you be also the- didn't, didn't have to be. And that's why it's toxic, because if you wanted to be mean as fuck, you didn't have to answer for it. You didn't. And people were mean as fuck. <laughs> but it's, since it's live tweeting and everyone knows this person... You can be like, I don't want to say her name, but like, for example, whatever, Haley. Haley looks a fucking mess today. Look at Haley. Haley's upstairs. And mind you, now the whole cast is walking past Haley to see why she looks a fucking mess and then tuning in and being like, yeah, what does that bitch have on? That's literally (laughs) it yet. It was insane. I used to like, it got to the point where people started avoiding, like, you know, certain spaces that they knew everyone was going to be at or- Yo, that is stressful as fuck. It was stressful. That's why I'm saying honestly unacceptable. Wait, okay. When you say dressing up was a thing or like the looks were the thing at HBCUs, do -hmm. you mean like, was it wearing, was it like dressing, like just like having a look or dressing like nice for school? Like what was the look? All of the above, like having a look, like you definitely had the fashion girlies. You definitely had even like, you know, like I guess now when I see HBCU students would be like the white 2k girlies like you you got that shit on but you go like that to class and that's an everyday thing like I feel like being from Cali um the we always so this was a thing we wore in California we wear vans yeah, yeah. it's still acceptable to wear vans apparently it's not acceptable to wear vans in all parts of America so I remember <laughs> that was like when I first got there it was like you were in vans oh no and I was like, yeah, I literally bought like five pairs of slip-ons. What the fuck? Like, yeah, no, I did not know how to dress myself when I moved to New York, and it was actually a really humiliating time. I didn't. I know went how to, to dress New York uh, more of my. I pain. like moved to New York as like someone who like thought like as a gay man. I was like, oh yeah, like if I'm going out, I'll wear a nice button up and jeans. <laughs> Terrible. Where are you from? <laughs> I just didn't know how to dress myself. I'm from Vermont. Like I was gonna say, like that's hilarious. No, it was really bad. It was humiliating. It was humiliating. Yeah, I, I went to New York for the first dark. time during the pandemic, um, and I I had a blast. Yeah, um, come to, next time you come, I'll take you out. We'll have a good time. We will because I was at a Trini party or a Caribbean party with a Trini boy in someone's backyard. I mean, best party I've ever been to. 
I feel like wait, you might have been. I, you might have been around where I live. Like I live in a Caribbean neighborhood. All right. Well, I used to live in a Caribbean neighborhood. Now I've moved over yeah. to a less Caribbean part. Like the like grandma was like hanging out the window serving corn soup. Ooh. It was a ama- it was an amazing experience, and I wasn't ready for it. Like I had I had I was all bundled up. Obviously, New York is cold, but it was so many people in there that it was yeah. hot. And That's I mean, the they best. were going crazy. Are you Caribbean? No, I'm actually, my mom is African and then, um, my dad is like Creole, but, um, you know, it's just spicy, spicy black, <laughs> you know, that's why I just be like, you know, whatever you think I am, I just let people go with it. And that's kind of how my lying started. Yeah. So I would just be like, yeah, whatever you think. Do you have any sort of, I don't, I guess it's hard to know this because you only have one of the two experiences, but do you, do you have any sense of like the, what the going out and nightlife and social scene is at an HBCU versus a PWI? Like, do you feel like there's specific differences in that way? Yeah, yeah, no. I went to both. Um, Towson is a PWI and then Hampton. Oh, did you transfer? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I went to both. Um, I think that depending on your vibe, like, okay, I will say like at Towson, I I, I didn't realize why people you go party to that first? hard. Did I you went go to Hampton f- first. Do you I went, went to from Hampton an HBCU? high school. Okay. To a PWI. To a PWI. Um, so the parties I was going to at Towson was like my first, my first honestly experience partying with white people. Okay. And I, there was this like, I had a class with this guy. He's like a frat guy. And again, since I was, I went straight from high school, straight from my mama house to the HBCU. I never talked to a white guy before. And we had a class together and he was trying to pop his shit at me. And he was like, yo, my frat's having a party. I've been to frat parties before, but like black frat parties. I was like, oh, it's just like the movies. Like, this is insane. <laughs> I thought this was like a stereotype. Like, no, it's crazy. <laughs> like, it's wild. They were like chugging kegs and like, you know, they had fishes that they were daring people to swallow. I was no, like, no, 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 no. I said, I feel like I've seen that in like an actual like National Lampoons or American Pie type yeah, movie. Yeah, truly. I, you know what? I will say I'm probably the drunkest I've ever been though. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. The jungle juice. Will get you. I was gonna say, and jungle juice is a thing. We like we do like more straight shots. The sugar at HBCU. I like, yeah, yeah. We were doing more like take a straight shot than whatever you chase it with. So you were we drinking like adults juice. at HBCUs. We were- <laughs> <laughs> you were yeah. laughing like children. So like the jungle juice, I and I'm not like a big fan of like the taste of liquor, but you know the jungle juice can get can get weird because it tastes good and you're feeling it. It's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I don't think I could even think about doing it now. It would be so bad. No, I couldn't. I would get sick. I have to prepare. I have to do BC powder. I have to like, it's so much I have to do. I drink Pedialyze before I go out. Wait, what was the powder? BC powder. It's it's powdered aspirin. It looks like cocaine, but it's not. (laughs) Um, Oh, another, another development. At that party, I said, oh, this girl was like, do you want to bump? Girl, what is that? <laughs> oh, my God. That's But so then, funny. you know what I will say? In Cali, when I started going, when, you know, when I went back home and I started going out to the clubs, I had a friend um, who, uh, he's, he's Mexican and he's gay, and he was like a functioning cocaine. And so I was just like, this is like, you know how when you get grown and you just realize that drug use is kind of casual? Like... Yeah. People really casually be 
and I mean, no judgment. If you can maintain your life and you're on vibes, I love that for you. But like, I just wasn't aware. I know it's kind of wild. Like it is actually like really shocking to see like the ways in which, cause it gets painted when you're a kid as so dramatic and so intense. And then you see it and it is like so casual. And it's like, like I was out, I went last out last night with my friend to to the Eagle, which is like, do you Mm -hmm. know what the Eagle it's like a huge. I feel like I have heard heard of it. Yeah. It's like a huge gay bar in New York. They're they're in like a lot of the major cities. I feel like there's probably one in Houston, but they're like big gay bars that like are usually kind of like a lot of the guys are dressed up in like leather harnesses or like shirtless, and like it's usually like a big dance floor. And then there's like it's fun anyway. Vibes. Vibes. But I was like, I like was talking to my friend. We were there. We were like having drinks and like sitting around. And I like, it's just funny. Like I, you look around and like remember realizing because it's in like Chelsea, Manhattan, which is like a very like wealthy neighborhood. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of like it's it's also interesting because like I don't go out in. I go to Brooklyn gay bars a lot more than I go to Manhattan gay bars. And okay. the even though like you're, they're both New York. The difference the in diversity is different. The yeah. difference in diversity, like the it's just so much more white at a Manhattan gay bar. Not in, okay. not completely. Like it's still there is still like it's not like a hundred percent white, but like I just think it's like so much more white and so much more like traditional clean cut like yeah. white. And I was just saying to him, it's like it's so crazy to be like in a leather bar, like this like seedy leather bar gay dance party that like in the movies would have been like this like underworld and realizing that like everyone here is like a lawyer like do you know what I mean (laughs) no this is when I was saying like when I was dating in DC and I was like you know I was dating like lawyers people with money I was like y'all are fucking weird bizarre but like not like but but not like I don't even think leather bars and that shit's that weird but like you just get around people with money and you're just kind of like this is some like off the cusp shit that y'all are into casually well, it's because, like, I feel like it's, like, the more intense your work life is and the more intense, like, your week is and the more, like, intense or just, like, mind-numbing, like, you've kind of gone through the motions mm. and have, like, this job that's, like, whatever, but you make, like, 300K a year and, like, do whatever. It's, like, you need your weekends to, like, give you a little more juice to, like, get through. So it's, right. like, it's like yeah, you guys, I guess you, to feel alive, do have to, like, do a bunch of coke and, like, run over a donkey or whatever, like, you need to do to, like, get through. <laughs> Like no, literally, literally, <laughs> literally, and you know what? Also, not to sound like this, um, I've, I've, I've been looking around, and I'm like, you know, they, like, they see, you know, you obviously know the effects of like long term drug use, but like well, when you're yeah. casually watching people who like you work with do like drugs on the weekend, and they're just like, but I know you, you're like a normal person, and you seem to be functioning and handling <laughs> life well. It's like, well. <laughs> I know. What's the truth? <laughs> What's the truth? But also, like, w- like I don't know. We're still young. Like, it's gonna. Who? Let's check in with yeah. how everyone's skin looks when they're forty. Do you know what I mean? Well, see, that's yeah. So I went out. So I've I've been kind of hanging out with everyone. I was actually I went to Hamburger Mary's to celebrate one of my friends' forty fifth birthday. I have like um, a lot of friends who are older than me, and like that's me been too. the biggest thing is really watching how they take care of themselves. And I will say my friends who are straight laced and clean cut look the best. Like, it's undeniable. It's unfortunately it's unde- undeniable. Yeah. The people and, who aren't drinking, the people who are like having fun but taking care of their bodies, they look yeah. fucking good. They like look you good. can tell. You have you're not a drinker and it's it's obvious. Yeah. Water, skincare, you know, I'm not above. I, I work in the um, beauty industry, so 
I'm not about Botox and lifting a face and all that shit, but it definitely starts from with internally as well. You got to take care of yourself. Yeah. It's sort of like, they always say like the best treatment is prevention. And I'm just like, I wish that wasn't true. (laughs) I listen, I I tell people all the time. There are certain things that I know. I know I wasn't born to certain situations because I am so compulsive and because I am a liar. Like my mother is very religious. Like I was raised in a very like, conservative household okay if i had been in a little bit more like the way that i think now if i had been raised by someone like me i probably would have been off the cusp at this point uh, fully off the deep end fully off the deep end just jumped head first like i know that yeah i i believe that we get put i actually you know what i actually feel kind of similarly like i wasn't raised in a religious household but i was raised in Vermont and it's the middle of fucking nowhere. So there was like mm-hmm. nothing to get into. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, if there had been shit to get into, I would have gotten into it. I, I just, I just know. Yeah. Because the thing is like, I'm, I'm 30. I thought I was 30 when I was 19, like genuinely thought I was like as smart as 30 year olds when I was 19. And now I look back at me at 19 and I'm like, I don't think I could read fully. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> It was not fun. Like, it's really scary to think about. Like, I was like, I just remember being young and thinking like, oh, yeah, like every young person thinks they have it all figured out. But I actually think I do. And now it's like only now do I'm, am I like, oh, even at 30, I'm nowhere near having anything figured out. Like, I don't think you ever are. But like, I would have been like, oh, yeah, like I can handle it. Let me get into And like I did for like, I mean, I like lived in a different country for a year. Like I kind of was like very independent and going all over with shit when I was young. But like, mm-hmm. I would have, if I had been in, like, if I had moved to New York when I was 18, it wouldn't have been a good situation, and I know that. Yeah. No, no, no. I definitely, at least for me, I'm at this age where I do I do themed parties. I, like, Halloween's my favorite holiday. I love dressing Ooh, up. nice. And so every year for my birthday, I do, like, a costume party. This year is going to be Wait, old when's people. your birthday? April 8th. Aries. Oh, okay. So, oh, like, right, right, right. Um, it's going to be, old, we're dressing up as old people. Um, because 27 is the year that I thought I was going to, I was just thought this fucking old. I just thought I was going to be married. I was going to have a baby. I thought all these things. And here I am just barely, barely doing things like barely waking up, barely making it to this, trying to figure out how to get on the fucking zoom. You're killing it. Stop. (laughs) You're the funniest um, person on TikTok. (laughs) Thank you. But I mean, like sometimes even when I think about some of the situations I was in in undergrad, I'm like, Oh my God, that was so unsmart. That was so unsafe. Unintelligent. I was, I was a Tinderella. Oh, and I did, and I just got my license last year, so I've never been a driver. I used to hop in anyone's car. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, that's no, scary. no. Quite literally, I used to hop in <laughs> anyone's car. It's, it's not funny, but it's like you know, like oh my god, there, you know, girls have like lost their lives hopping in cars, and it's just like no, it's I, scary. That is really I, scary. I, I, again, now I'm now I'm so mindful of like letting people in my house, but like I said, I had an apartment. When I was an undergrad, I used to just like guys come over who I just like swiped with, like yeah, yeah, swipe no, through. Like some of the stuff scary. I was doing, like yeah, like let's go to your random friend's house. I don't know. I've been like in trap houses with people I've never seen again. Yeah. I can, you know, like and it's not necessary. It's like it's not. <laughs> it's not even like, and it was so fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> We were sitting on the floor and he had an air mattress. It was terrible and it kind of stank. And you're drinking hot vodka. Like, it literally wasn't... drinking Paul Masson. Like, it's what just... is Paul Masson? 
It's brandy. It's like the freshman year drink. It's like oh, okay. it's like vodka. It's like Amsty. Is it like so? Is it like cheap? Like a cheap version of like Kawasia? It, like it's like a really yeah, cheap. Yeah, it's like thirteen dollars. It's bad. Okay. It's bad. I still like it from time to time because I feel nostalgic when I drink it. But my friends are always like, "Be so fucking for real. Wait. We're not getting that." I need to Google it so I can see the bottle to see if I know. Is it like P-A-U-L-M-A-S? Yeah, Paul Masson. It's double S's. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The here red go. berry peach was personally my go-to. It mixes very well with like juice. Oh, I know exactly what this is. Yeah. You like the red berry peach. Okay, good to know. I'll do a shot of it in your honor and tell you what Thank I think. Thank you. Um, people will laugh at you for it. If I make a TikTok right now like – Jake doesn't know what Palmasan is, but I still like it. They're going, they're absolutely going to get in my comments and be like, what the fuck? Why would you ever tell him about Palmasan? It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny that will. Brandy is like my, I've like, I've drank very little brandy in my life. Maybe that's my next phase. So I definitely was dating, well, I do date older men and I've noticed that older men are really into brandy. Yeah. It's a thing. Um, I think I think and you know what that probably means that you and I should start investing because old people shit gets pop- like it's going to become cool in the next few years for young people to drink brandy. Let me tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah. Gen no. Z is going to get into brandy. Oh my god, bro. I don't Gen know. Gen Z is going to get into like Cavassier and what's the other one? The other popular uh, I I'm already into Cavassier to be honest. Right, but there's a, but yeah, okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> and I'm only into Cavassier because my parents are older. Like my parents sure. are baby, my parents are a hundred percent baby boomers. Okay. Um, like my dad was born in 1950, and my mom was born in 1957. Damn. So not only are they like super conservative religious, but they're like you know old. So I've I've been on the internet doing too much for a while now. <laughs> um, how do you how do you like to drink Cavassier? I like a straight shot. You know, I, I I'm at the age where I like to chase it with water. Because it's, okay. uh, it's finally hitting me like the headaches and the bullshit the next day, so yeah. I try to avoid that. I like I I'm I will not go to work and see that's my other problem. I will literally be like I cannot move, y'all. Yeah, that's I'm tough. not into making my body move when it can't. It's yeah. not my vibe, so I just have to prevent these. Types just, of yeah, it sounds like you are maturing and growing. It sounds like this is we're developing. Yeah, because there was a point where I was, you know, throwing back three Fort Locos like a madman. Did you say three? Jake, Mecca. Jake, I wasn't <laughs> lying to you when I said it. I'm so happy that I were these wait, no, 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 but hold on. You're not old enough. These weren't the real ones, right? So like this was- the real Fort Locos, I I did have a real Fort Loco when I was in high school. That scarred me so bad that I didn't no no listen I had oh, I had one of the original Fort Locos when I was like 14 my older okay. or my one of my friends had an older you, sister which means like had you not you'd probably be like 5'10 like honestly it stunted your growth <laughs> <laughs> you drink one of those at 14 that's shaving four inches off your height like it was it was so traumatic I did not drink <laughs> again until I was 19 like honestly um, that's like a service to like life. Like, no, my mother never had to worry about me drinking anything because I drank that for, and I remember I drank it on an empty stomach and all the things that you're not supposed to do, I did. And I was just at my friend's house and we just threw it back and it tasted so good. It was, I was like, oh, it looks like an Arizona. I literally remember thinking like, oh, this is like an Arizona. Those things are, that was my freshman year of college was, Mm. and it was dangerous. And then when they, when they outlawed them, 
people started stockpiling them and then selling them illegally. Like you would go to like houses, like to buy four loco from like a guy who had like pallets of it in his room. Like it was Coke, like, uh, like you were buying Coke. (laughs) It's like things I'd be thinking things are so great, but they're not. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. But that's like, so let's go buy a Fort Loco. (laughs) And you know, by the time I got to college, they had, they had bought them back back. And they right. were like the different formula, still very unchy in their vibe. Um, Concerning. I mean, I would so, say like nothing yeah. you should be drinking three of. Um, my brother was living out here with me last year and he's only two years younger than me. So he was like 23. And I opened the fridge and saw a pack of Fort Locos in there. And I said, get this out of my house. And a, a pack, not even just a single. Like, not he, even he, just a single one. He purchased one, a like, pack. I was like, are you okay? Like, like it wasn't even funny. I went to his room immediately and was like, bro, <laughs> what are you going through? Like, what's happening? He's like, it's actually oh, really I just, concerning. I just felt like it's about to be lit. Like, da, 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 da. I was like, no. <laughs> no. That's me ambulance if you drink like, that. We don't have the time like that. You don't have insurance. Like, be serious. <laughs> <laughs> they should actually, they shouldn't ID you for four locos. They should ask you for a health insurance they card. They should that ask you, you should... if you have health insurance because you're going to end up in the hospital. That is so true. I think a lot of the hospitalizations that happened my freshman year of college were due to four loco. I actually think that's 100% true. <laughs> This is a four local hate account. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's not good. It is like just objectively, like it's so funny to look back and be like, okay, like it was fully marketed to 14 year olds. Like they made it look like it was an iced tea it's can. Like, it, it, it's in like an aquaflage print. Oh, it's, thank you. Thank you. I feel vindicated right now. Cause I remember concerning. being that 14 year old. I like, I was like, oh, this is like an Arizona. And I remember my homegirl sister like just started laughing. And she was like, this girl's about to die. This girl was into some shit. Remember I said we were raised, like, really religious? She lost yeah. her virginity at, like, 16, but let her parents still make her do the purity ball. And, like, the running joke in our friend group was, your purity ring's broken. Like, it's not working. <laughs> so she was, like, the cool older big sister who was, like, you know, we're all these church kids. And she was, like, she was doing shit. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and not God. getting caught. Like That's so funny. Wait, what religion were you raised in? Um, Christian. Which, like, what, like, sect? Baptist. Baptist, okay. Intense. They, we yell. You Oh, is it like the, the speaking in tongues? Yeah, well, yeah, we do that. And then, like, catching the Holy Ghost is a thing. The dancing, the the choir. Like, it's a... Honestly, I like going church to church now mostly for the music because yeah. the music is, like, fucking lit. Mm-hmm. But the extras, I you know, I'm more of like a spiritual person. I you know, everything's interconnected. Yeah. Is but, Baptist or is that the one that they the some of the services happen like late on like a weekend night? Yes, Baptist is the one where you can be in church for four or five hours. Because I remember one time when I lived uptown, I which like doesn't mean anything to you, but like I lived in like really far uptown Manhattan when I first moved to New York for like three years, and I was like fucked up. I got I was like drunk or stoned, but I walked in on accident. Like I were like I didn't walk in, but like I came up and thought I heard like screaming, like someone was being attacked, and so I was like, oh my god, and went, <laughs> I know where this is going. And like walked in and like was standing in the doorway of like a, a church where people were like like losing their minds, like screaming and flailing. And I was like crying. I was like, what's happening? It was like, it was like <laughs> is everybody like, okay? It was what can one I do? in the morning. 
it was like one in the morning. It was like really wild. And I just kind of stood there for a second. And then I was like, I have to go home. And like, just like walking really fast. <laughs> so I'm like, truly really frightened. I have to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it like, happens. It's a thing. And God bless Luckily, it. Luckily, my mom yeah. has, my mom is really like, she was never, and I always joke with her and say, thank you for never embarrassing me in that way. Cause I'm one of those people who it's like, I get very embarrassed and she, she, she never caught the Holy ghost. She was always the person just there to fan, you know, she was just a fanner, just helping the dramatic person out. And I just like constantly, thank you for, thank you for never having a religious experience. It would have been really embarrassing. It would have been super embarrassing for me. Thank you so much. This is interesting to me because, okay, so you get embarrassed, but you're also messy. That's an interesting combination. I get secondhand embarrassment. I don't get embarrassment from myself. So you don't mind if, like, if you're at a party, you'll be the center of attention and kind of do crazy shit. But if your friend did it, you'd be like, cut that out. Stop it. (laughs) 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 It's a weird dynamic, but it works. Plus, I definitely, I've learned, see, since my humor is kind of dry, like, I say off the wall things, but it it could be a joke or I can say it real monotone. It doesn't mm-hmm. come off as crazy as insane. Sometimes people don't know, like as a comedian, you know, like your delivery is everything. 100%. I wouldn't consider myself a comedian, but my dad did stand up. So I'm really into like the delivery of things. I would say you're a comedian. You say, you put shit on the internet that thousands of people laugh at. It's very, very funny. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I might, I might put comedian in my bio now. There you go. I have this, I have in my bio the Samuel L. Jackson of TikTok because someone... <laughs> <laughs> someone commented like i love you because i never know what your videos are going to be about like you're just doing things you're literally like samuel L. jackson like it, this could be anything that's so funny someone commented wait i actually felt so crazy someone commented on one of my videos the other day i just like you know how like because like you get like too many comments to like see everything you know what i mean like when you yeah. have, like, follow, you just kind of like so it's like randomly something will catch your eye and you're like oh okay i like open tiktok and i'm like i get a comment that says wow Big Vince Vaughn energy. Do you think I've ever watched my life? <laughs> I'm like staring at it for like 20 minutes. I'm like, me? You like, know what's okay. This is only funny because as like I love pop culture. So like I know yeah, maybe yeah. now people don't know who Vince Vaughn is. Vince Vaughn was such a specific era. <laughs> Like, him dating Jennifer Aniston, uh, like all that shit. Him dating everyone, yeah. Um, yeah. Why was he doing that? He's not hot. <laughs> he's tall. Like, why was that? He's tall and he's he's funny. Uh, Honestly, Vince Vaughn was like a Pete Davidson, like a tall and funny. Oh my God, Vince Vaughn was Pete Davidson. I would, I mm, Owen Wilson gives more Pete Davidson of that time, but Vince Vaughn is definitely a hard second. There's just always going to be a tall, funny guy who's getting away with shit. That's like just the yeah. truth. Oh, that's so. That's so, you know what the the, e- the equivalent I have to that is one time, um, someone in my comments said I looked like Tiny Ti's wife, and I said, <laughs> literally stuck. 
and you're laughing because you know what she looks like. And I was like, <laughs> I I try, especially the more I follow as I get, I try not to respond. Like no, if I, it always has it has to be something witty. It has to be something that I know <laughs> is gonna is gonna land. So like when people are just being mean, I no longer respond to those. But I remember I responded to that and said, I just think that you think all light skinned women with big noses look alike. Because <laughs> there's just not there's there's just you don't look like her, <laughs> and and you don't give Vince Vaughn energy, but you see the the line and how they got there and see why it's so wrong. Yeah, it's just like lines should be this wide, and the one they used to connect us is this wide. It like was they're such literally- a route. <laughs> you created a lane, like three, a lane, <laughs> a cr- a whole three lane strip. Like why? It's. The shit that people, the comment, like every once in a while, you'll just get dragged and you're like, damn, this is brutal. If they're funny though, it's good. But like. Yeah. So you know what? I was um, talking to another mutual about this and I was like, you know, no one, this is not to say that like, I understand celebrity at like a huge Kardashian or Beyonce level. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But no one really prepares you for people to start like critiquing you at the level at which people will critique you. Oh, um, yeah. To the point where, like, first of all, I'm so mindful of everything I say now because people yep. remember the things that we say. And it's like, oh, call back, what da 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 but you said this, da 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 And that's why I've had to just say, guys, I'm a liar. So, like, some of the it's, shit you're yeah. calling back, it was never true to begin with. So let's start there. <laughs> um, but also, people noticing things in the background of your home, it's just like. Yeah, I do- don't. I like, I'm very mindful. Like you're not seeing my house. You're not seeing my bedroom. You're seeing yeah. like, one wall. You're seeing like one I, corner. Yeah. I, I keep my, I keep my areas in my house very like, like you, y'all know this area, but I can't take you around my entire house. Like it's just not happening. No. Um. And yeah, like, I, do you get recognized a lot in public? I think I, I do in New York just because I, I think my like content, I like, when I was doing more character videos, so many of those were like New York characters that I think a lot of my following built in New York. So like, yeah, I'll get recognized in Brooklyn. Like, it's not like every day. It's like multiple times a week for sure. But like, it's, yeah, it is mindful to the point where I'm like, the thing I do think about is like, oh yeah, like I do need to be mindful of like, like I don't, not that like this is the thing I would ever want, but it's like, I have had the thought like, oh, you can't be like drunk in public. Like, because like, there's a chance that someone will be like, that's Jake. Like someone could like know my first and last name and be like, that guy's Jake. And he's really drunk. Do you know what I mean? So like, I'm like a little bit more mindful of like not being sloppy or like not. Um, Yeah. Not being sloppy. I always like, I feel like that's where I get recognized the most. Um, I'm always, I like when I'm out and I'm lit, I just tell them I'm drunk. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Like yeah. that's like my go-to. Um, also, like I work in a spa, so a lot of when I work in a spa, um, in in like a mixed area, honestly, that's not really a black clientele, but that's like a big base of mine. So it's always like funny when the black girls like come in and they're like, "Hey, yeah, hi." Funny story: we have like huge, um, you know, glass windows, and mm-hmm. a girl walked past. And she stared in and she was like dressed in like a tracksuit and sneakers. And my front desk um, kind of looked at her and was like, can I help you? And the way that you can see my office. So she was like staring back and she scared my, she scared my homegirl, my front desk, because she thought the girl was coming in there to fight me. Stop. And she was like, is that Mecca? And she was like, why do you need to know? <laughs> 
imagine my friend that's like this girl. She's like, yeah, that is scary. I, that thought, is scary. I thought we were going to fight and I was ready. And I was like, honestly, I love that you were prepared. I thought, yeah, no, that is good. That's a good friend, but that's so funny. Yeah. It's scary that people, it can be a little scary. I know what you're talking about when someone, if their energy is really intense right off the bat. Yeah. I feel like, you know what, but I've had, that's honestly been the only really off the wall experience I've had where their energy was intense. And honestly, it was just because the girl was staring so hard. And then once I was like, hey girl, and she like broke into a smile. So it like relaxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had but very few bad ones. I've had very, very I, few bad ones. I was going to say, ones. I have not, I did recently have someone come up to me on a date. And I had to like put a PSA out. Like, guys, I know I talk about my dating life on here, but like when I'm on the date, you cannot come yeah, up no. and say, is this such and such? Because now. <gasps> Yo, it's like, why do you even have to explain that? That it should be. Uh, people are so <laughs> stupid. That's so fucking crazy. <laughs> And, and it and it was and I think my face. I, I'm a facial expression person, so I wasn't. I'm really mindful of coming off as mean. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I don't. 100%, no, I, 100%. I don't want you. I don't want anyone to ever say like Mecca's a bitch. Like, no, and totally. that's never my intention. But um, I was with someone who I haven't even talked about. Like this was literally a first date, and she said, "Oh, is that that green and white boy?" And I was like, first of all, he's East African, and the features are." so completely different that I don't even know how we landed here. But yeah, what the fuck? Let's not do that. Very let's nice to not. meet you. <laughs> Very nice to meet you. And then on top of that, I'm just now getting to the point where like on Hinge, oh, on Hinge, the guys are like, are you that girl from TikTok? Yeah. That just started happening like in the last maybe two weeks. I've been really flying under the radar with it for so long that the guys I talk to don't have TikTok. So like people are coming up yeah. to me and I'd be playing it off like, oh, I just know a lot of people. Yeah. The dating of it is tricky, but it's... You know, it'll happen. You know, it's whatever. It, like, yeah, yeah. It's not the end of the world, but it is like it can be a little tricky. It is like, why, why are you asking me that? That's not, that's not sexy. Yeah, that is like... I get it because it's hard to be like, when do you bring it up? But if someone's just like, oh, I've seen your videos before. I'm like, great. And then we move on. And then that's like, truly, that's all it needs to be. That's really I hate when it's the opening line, though. I don't hate it. I don't love it. But I do think it needs to be brought up fairly early. Just, hey, by the way, I've seen your videos. (laughs) I honestly like when they act like, like they don't know what's going on. Okay, respect, respect, respect. Like, honestly, the guys that I've been talking to are so, like, hyper-masked and, and hate, like, I don't have TikTok, I'm a man, you know? So it's like, oh, that sure. works. Love sure. that energy, actually. <laughs> never make a TikTok. <laughs> never make a TikTok. They literally don't know. They're like, how do you... <laughs> That's so... They never know that you have a full... No, I mean, like, the, the level at which I've downplayed my TikTok to guys is, like, kind of funny. I respect that. You're a liar. <laughs> and let's bring it back to the core. <laughs> That's true. okay as we're wrapping okay we've come to the end and absolutely this was such a dream such a joy i'm so glad you did the show thank you the way we end it is that if you would like we can plan a night out together oh my god perhaps the next time you come to new york yes i'm literally th- i'm thinking about coming to new york in the next couple months so oh my god I'm absolutely Wait, down for th- yeah no i'm super duper down for that okay um, my first thought based on what you have been saying is that I just found out that my neighborhood is getting a new Caribbean gay bar. <gasps> so that could be really a beautiful kind of unity of everything. All of the about. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's opening in like the next couple months. So if you come in a few months, it should have just opened. So they'll have the food. 
I need I need attitudes at the at the register though because if, <laughs> if there's no attitude then the food's not going to be good. Well, I can take you to like I can I can take you to like a counter yeah beforehand like a patty shop beforehand and we can I need get- to I need to leave there feeling so small. Like we can do that. We can do that. I know where to go for that in Bedside and Crown Heights. Caribbean. I know exactly what I'll wear. Um, okay, perfect. Something you know, like something tight, something mesh, so that when I'm winding, you can really get the figure. You can yeah, really get into I'll the wear on. a button up in jeans. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you will literally sweat through your button up. You'll probably no, end up taking it off at one point. They'll re- they'll recreate Yik Yak to roast me at the Caribbean bar. <laughs> like, Honestly, that's how Caribbean parties go. Like people end up fully naked, so it's fine. <laughs> perfect. Um, wow, that was an easy plan, but I think that is the perfect plan for us. That is. I look forward to it, Jake. Oh, geez. Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for doing the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Okay, we did it. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seaside. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to Vinepair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. 